1: What's happening it's John Anthony from the show Black and White Radio, heard every Saturday 1 to 3. Hey, I told you, I told you, the White Ice Cube, boy, he got good taste in music. Sean Thompson, wherever you are, thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm really ex- excited about the lineup we have for the show today because I'm, I'm fired up and I'm ready to go, Sean. I, I, I'm, I'm going to... I think I, I I feel some inner Sean Thompson's coming on I really do you know i am you know i'm I'm still not gonna do the whole talking about people <laughs> I just can't I can't do that sean but i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna hold down the fort uh we got a lot of great guests coming on um we're gonna be talking to my pastor uh pastor Randy bland bland <laughs> I still can't get it right off daddy uh he's gonna come on the show to talk about you know what what's what's new what's happening there he, he's got his hand to some stuff, and they, there's a group of, of, of schools, specifically private and Christian schools, who are trying to do some things. I'm going to let him tell us. Uh, I don't want to give it away uh, because I don't want you to just run away after I'm, I'm done interviewing Pastor Bland. Um, my friend, uh, I served with him, Congressman Darren LaHood. Uh, he's going to be joining the show. Uh, we're going to be having Amy. Amy's going to join the show to talk about um, her supposedly being a, a reporter and things of that nature. And State Senator Darren Bailey. It's not gonna work. State Senator Darren Bailey, Attorney uh, Thomas DeVore, uh, and Congressman Mike Boss. So we got a we got a full lineup. Uh, I hope you don't go anywhere. Give us a call. I'm o three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Last time I was here, I didn't take any calls. I shut down the calls. This this time I'm gonna take calls. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. America is burning. The world is burning. Where are our leaders? Where are they? Is everybody gone and run into and and hide because they don't want to confront the evil? I'm gonna I'm gonna call it for what it is now. I'm sick and tired of it because everybody everybody's placating. Don't want to call it what it is. There's evil running amok in our in our world, and we have these weak leaders not doing anything. When you look at what's happening in Illinois, Governor Pritzker passing a, 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 a well, sending out an edict saying that kids have to wear masks in school. Kids have to now be vaccinated. The upper, a higher education and things of this nature. Where are we? Is, are we in Cuba? Are we in Venezuela? You know, I, I had a conversation with some people who were, who are from are immigrants from another country. They are what they're seeing happening, happening right here in America it's frightening to them. They are afraid. They are scared that we are returning that America is becoming Cuba. America is becoming Venezuela. But will we allow it to happen? Will you allow that to happen? I won't. I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna sit there and allow that to happen. I hope, I hope you join us in the fight to stop this Marx this 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 trek to Marxism this this trek to allow tyranny to control america to to allow this tyranny from these d- little dictator governors all throughout america look at where america is prospering why is it prospering because they have good leaders they have people who understand people they understand the nature of people and they're not shutting down they trust that people are smart enough but government, no, government's smart enough. Government, government is smart enough for us to tell us, to dictate who we are. Um, I, wanna, uh, I don't know. I hope I can play this, Half Daddy. I hope I can play this. I hope, I hope, I hope. Oh, boy. I just, breaking news. Taliban have taken control of parts of Kabul airport. Wow. These same people. Are you kidding me? The same people that we entrusted to have our soldiers' backs. Yet, 13 soldiers have died. Uh, there might be more now. Think about that. This Biden-Harris clown show has to end. Res- Joe Biden must resign. I know, you're right. Kamala Harris is next in line, and she's, not, she's probably going to be even worse. I get it. And then after that, Nancy Pelosi's in line. I get it. But this is why we have to get our crap together. And I'm going to tell you that I'm going to tell you if we want to save this this state, at the state of Illinois, we want to save this nation, now's the time to start beginning. Now's the time to start. We have to save America. We have to save Illinois. Taliban, breaking news. Taliban have taken controls, taking control of parts of Kabul Airport says a spokesman. How do we, how do we get to this point? How do we allow, how do we allow this to happen? How do we get to the point? Listen to this. How do we get to the point where we just stopped and, and just allow the government to dictate to us that you have to be vaccinated? I remember reading, and I, I, most of you don't know, but I'm a man of faith. Now, I, I used to always wonder how, you know, they, you know, you talk about the mark of the beast and all that. I used to always wonder how that would happen. You're seeing the sheep laying down and allowing this to happen because they trust the government. They trust the science of the government. What science? They're only showing us one science. That's all they're doing. And you're falling for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Is that really what you want? Think, think about everything that's happening. Joe Biden wants to, he's going to do, he's, White House Covazar says Biden will look for every lever he can to push vaccine mandates. I'm going to talk to Der- Congressman Darren LaHood about that. Because why? Why? I want to know another thing. You, you I mean I, there's a lot of brilliant people that tune into the Sean Thompson show how do we know that there's a delta variant if we don't have a test test for the delta variant how, 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 how daddy do you know how? how 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 can we say these people who are suffering from the delta variant and there's no test guys they're hoodwinking you I'm gonna use a term from Barack Obama you're being bamboozled. You're being bamboozled, and you're laying down and allowing them to do this with no pushback, no fight. There's a few of us. I've been emceeing a lot of different events across the state, and I was just at one the freedom, uh, the Liberty Initiative event. You know, they tried to shut us down up in Palatine, Dirty Nellies. Uh, we we loved out Dirty Nellies, but they sent over 80 death threats into Dirty Nellies. So that we couldn't go and produce our event there. You know, my good friend, Nick Richmond, Thomas DeVore, you know, we all put together an event. Aaron Del Mar, we put together an event to help educate parents about how to push back against this. And we're being ridiculed out there in in, in the rag mags. But we're not giving up. We're going to push back. We're going to fight because that's what Americans do. Hey, guess what? Go follow me Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube at Black and White right Radio. Hey, guests coming up. We're gonna be talking to Pastor Randy Blang from uh, Families of Faith Christian Academy about why he's choosing not to shut down his school and continue to do mask optional. Hey, you listen. You're tuned into the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Tom Craig. I'll take you when we come back from the break. We'll be right back. What is this music? This is horrible. Horrible, Sean Thompson. Hey, this is John well, Anthony. We, let's just keep blaming Sean. Yeah. That's oh, that's your music? This is your choice? <laughs> off that is this music sucks. It sucks. This sounds like, you know, some cowboy rodent off. I don't know. I don't know about this. All right. All right. Doesn't fine. sound good. That You don't like that? No. Can, can, can you give me something else? Stand by. Okay, please. <laughs> See, this is something for Randy, Pastor Randy Bland right here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hey, guys, it's John Anthony. I'm filling in for Sean Thompson. Um, I'm sure that guy is somewhere with a very nice, very nice, royal rolled up cigar, enjoying his, himself and probably some very um, hotter, thicker, muggier weather than us, George. What do you think? That's hard to do. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty, in Florida. Well, I'm just judging by what it's like outside yeah. today. Yeah. Uh... Well, you know, guys, listen, I I am so happy to be interviewing um, our next guest, and here's why. One of the things I've been going around telling people to do is to stand, to fight, to push back. Our next guest has been doing just that from day one. Uh, I don't know if you guys recall, but Families of Faith Christian Academy. Uh, church, I should say, families. Of, they were the first families of faith. They were the first church to sue Governor Prisker uh, last year, and they didn't didn't bow. Never closed their school. Continued to stay mask optional. Pastor Randy Bland, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. I believe you've been on here before as well.
2: I have, John. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I as I look about. What's what's happening here in the state of Illinois? You see what the governor is doing, um, you know, sending out edicts. What was it about what the governor was doing last year and what he's doing this year that made you say to yourself, I'm going to stand. I'm going to create our own protocols and we're just not going to abide by what the Pritzker administration is doing, what telling us to do.
2: Well, you know, I don't think it has as much to do with the governor and what he was doing as it did what we were doing and what we wanted to continue to do. And that was just give, you know, our parents the option, you know, to decide what kind of restrictions that they wanted to have for their own children. And when we were mandated to do this, I was completely opposed to that. And, you know, I think most of our parents were as well. And uh, the governor didn't like that, and, and the only mistake I'd like to correct is we didn't sue him; he sued us. Correct, correct, yes. And um, and as a result, you know, um, there was there was a lot there was a lot of time that we spent driving back and forth to Springfield, you know, to go to court, you know, for something that that had absolutely no repercussions on us at all. And if your listeners, you know, would just pick up on that absolute truth, and that is nothing. Nothing happened to us. Wow. We never we never got a letter of of uh any kind whatsoever. We we never got reprimanded. We never uh was in any way uh fined or any I mean nothing happened to us at all. Yeah. You know, and we just continue to do business as usual and we have ever since and this year, you know, it's been no different, you know, for us at all.
1: Yeah. And and, and I know you and I have discussed this. You, last year, you guys had 120 students enrolled, and that's even through all of the COVID, uh, everything that happened. Then, how many have you? How many are you standing at right now, as far as enrollment? Well, about 310. Wow, that's a you huge. Know, that's update.
2: changing. That's changing every day, and I'll tell you why. As you know, last Friday, Governor Pritzker signed the SB 818 bill into law, which requires every Illinois school that teaches sex ed to conform to a set of national sex and health educational standards beginning in kindergarten. And I'll be honest, as this law goes into effect immediately, by the way, people are starting to, to get a look at what this means for the very first time, and they're sickened by it. Yeah. And they're going to be leaving the public school systems you know, by the thousands. I mean, they already are. I mean, they're pulling out of schools all across this state right now I mean, families have had it. They're they're just not going to, to to set you know settle for this any longer.
1: Yeah, and and I think though, what, 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 where the governor was able to cover himself, he still when it comes to how the school system is funded, they're still operating off of 2019 numbers. So they won't really feel the pinch or the or the hurt from these students remo- leaving now. But in a, well, I think it's an, a, another year or two that. They they're able to operate off those numbers, but when that happens, what do you? I mean, are you guys building new churches? How, how, because I think I mean new schools. Because I think the influx of students are gonna, that's going to be coming. Because I know I'm getting so many calls from people saying, "John, what, what's the name of that pastor again? You interview? What's that name? What's the name of that church? What's the name of that school? Because I want to send my kids to a place where faith is taught and where people where they're not afraid." Push back against the the tyranny of what they see happening so i mean what are you going to be doing what are you doing to to plan out for the influx of students that's coming well we've been planning this
2: even before you know the governor started you know making this flurry of mandates in the last couple of of weeks and months uh we signed a contract with with the church in romeoville and we're going to be starting a school in romeoville We were going to wait until next fall, but I've gotten so many calls. We're we're looking at the possibility of starting as early as the next quarter of this year or uh, maybe even the the next semester, but we're going to start right away. And we're looking at starting an association of schools all over the northern part of, of Illinois right now. And I've got a lot of support. There's a lot of families, literally hundreds of families all across the northern part of our state you know that have already left the public schools. They've already, you know, began to look at some different options, and uh, so I'm working with some people right now to make that happen. And our goal is to have ten new schools up and running by by this time next fall. Wow,
1: that's that's a that's a lofty goal, and I'm going to do everything because, as you know, I, I should probably said let, let with this, but I attend your church. My kids attend your school. You've been very gracious uh, and, and and allowing us to come and, and join your church. And, and because of that, because of the, 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 the number of students that have jumped from 120 to 310, how are you guys able to do this financially? Um, how, how can people, because I'm sure there's people, there's people that are listening who are willing to stand with you, how can people come in and help you push this and, 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 and help bring more kids and build these 10 new schools? Well,
2: truth is, I may not be able to solve this problem for everyone, but I know I can solve it for some And if other Christian people would just stand up and unite together in Christ, we can make a world-class difference. I mean, I think that that united, you know, people coming together and saying, listen, we can do this. That means these teachers that have left the public school systems, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay them a salary like the state did, you know, but we're going to have to hire teachers, we're going to have to hire administrators, we're going to have to find families that are willing, you know, to put their kids in private education and I have a very, very good model. The, the school that we're in now, we started 16 years ago. And, um, I mean, it's a very good model of, you know, what a group of people can come together and do. And we're going to replicate that, you know, multiple times.
1: Now, what can people, what, what, what's your website? So people people who are looking for that opportunity to, if, if they're looking for a job teaching, what's the website they can find you at?
2: It's fofca.com dot com
1: yeah yeah pastor randy thanks so much for joining the sean thompson show um i'm gonna do everything i can to try to make it to that men's um event tomorrow morning because i'm i'm gonna have a late night because i'm going to MC another event today right after this all right my friend (laughs) i'll be looking forward to seeing you all right thanks so much for joining us pastor randy bland pastor of families of faith um George, I mean, this is that's a heavy, heavy lift and a heavy task. I'm going to go, Craig. You got 20 seconds, Craig. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. Thanks for holding. Thank you, Janet.
3: You are welcome. And everything really important. And everything that there's a lot of people that are going to be awful sorry with these vaccines. There was some uh, European doctors. They found that the inside walls of your capillaries, instead it of being nice and smooth and slick the way they are naturally. Every single person that gets this back, it develops little whiskers and they little like a fringe or something yeah. like that. Is causing the blood supply to move like slower yeah. or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, Craig, thank you so much for calling the Sean Thompson Show, and thank you so much for holding, man. Judge, I'm I'm listen. This school, my kids are loving it. Um, it's 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 been an, it's been an amazing thing for my kids, man. I'm, I mean, really amazing. Hey, you're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in. We'll be right back. okay I'm liking this one I'm liking this one hey guys it's Sean Anthony host of black and right radio heard every Saturday one to three filling in for Sean Thompson um, Sean Thompson thank you again so much for this opportunity to sit in while you're out I you know I know radio hosts don't just give up their seat to anybody so I appreciate the confidence um, as you guys know um, we we Illinois I, I think sometimes we, we we look at some of our leaders. And we say we don't have any. And sometimes I do that myself. But our next guest, uh, I have to say, I served with him. Uh, he, he in the Senate, Illinois Senate and I in the Illinois House, uh, has always been somebody who's been strong, uh, always been somebody who's been uh, resolute in his thought and never backed down from who he, what he believes in. And that man is the... Congressman from the 18th district of Illinois, Congressman Darren Lahood. Congressman, welcome to the Sean Thompson show.
3: Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for those nice words and uh it's great to be on with you today and your listeners.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been, it's been so long since we last saw each other. I think the last time we we actually were in the same room where we gave a speech somewhere in LaSalle County together. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. We overlapped uh, LaSalle County when you uh, served in the state house, yes. and I served in the state senate. So I miss those days, John. I am glad, glad to hear you're doing well.
1: Yes, sir. So, so Congressman, what, what what's going on in Afghanistan? Where, where where is our where is our president? Because I'm seeing everybody but the president making decisions, and you know, I I, I look at, at 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 this president, and he he looks so defeated. What's going on in D.C.?
3: Well, John, uh, first of all, let me just say that my heartfelt prayers uh, go out to the 13 Marines that were tragically killed in Afghanistan. Just terrible for this country, terrible for them and their families. And so uh, we continue to pray for them. Um, and, and let me just make a couple observations. John, I'm proud to serve on the House Intelligence Committee. And um, and, and I'll, I'll just say this. Uh, Biden and his team have put us in this nightmare scenario where we're literally begging the Taliban uh, to, to, to let our U.S. citizens out. And, and make no mistake, we are a hostage to the Taliban right now. And, and I don't say that lightly, John, uh, yeah. but that's the situation that this president has put us in. What this reminds me of, John, and I never thought I would say this as an American, that we've essentially surrendered to the Taliban. And now we're just working out the terms of the surrender. Wow. And and it's a blow to America's credibility and prestige. And I don't care what Joe Biden says in his press conference or how he tries to change the narrative. I mean, you can't put lipstick on
1: this pig. Right. I agree. And I, I just got handed to me breaking news. Taliban have taken control of parts of Kabul airport, according to a spokesman there. How, 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 do, how, how does that happen? Um, you know, there was a, a agreed to date of the 31st. Uh, this puts more and more of our American citizens in the line of fire. Where, how, how can we now fight this fight to protect our citizens when we've, we've, we've removed all of our uh, military personnel.
3: Yeah, we we should never be in this situation. Um, And, and the words that come to mind are embarrassing, disheartening, humiliating. And, and I feel for our troops who feel demoralized after being put in this situation. But This falls, this epic failure of leadership falls on Biden and his team. It has to. Now, the most important thing right now, John, is that we get uh, the roughly 1,500 Americans that are still there out safely, that we don't have another casualty with our U.S. military. But frankly, where we're at right now, uh, our military are sitting ducks. We're surrounded by the Taliban and ISIS-K and also by al-Qaeda. And this never had to happen. Um, and, and Biden uh, again was making a political decision, not listening to his intelligence, not listening to his military people, and we're in the situation that we're we are right now um, because of that.
1: Yeah. Now Jennifer Griffin's reporting: uh, Pentagon says the Taliban have not entered Kabul International Airport and are not in control of these gates. These reports are no, not true, according to Kirby. Uh, I noticed that um, um, there were articles of, of impeachment drawn up uh, for Secretary Blinken. Um, I get that. But what about what's going to happen? Do you think this this is a a because now because of how the Democrats have changed the rules of impeachment and how a president is impeached, according to how they did the two impeachments against Trump, false, faulty impeachments, in my in my opinion. um, Do you believe this is an impeachable offense of what Joe Biden his his, their election of duty in, in, in certain regards?
3: Well, listen, I think we need to know more information on what he knew and why he didn't do what he was supposed to do. And I think absolutely the conversation has to be had. But remember, John, we don't control the House of Representatives, so we don't control we don't control impeachment. Plus, I got to tell you, John, let's say we impeach Biden. I'm not too happy about uh, Harris coming in as the president. So you got to think long and hard about that right now. But there is no doubt uh, when I look at what the Democrats remember, President Trump was impeached for a phone call. Yeah. A phone call. And now uh, Biden has blood on his hands with 13 Marines being uh, killed in in Kabul. So, listen, there has to be a full accounting and there will be. We're going to exercise our proper oversight on the Intelligence Committee and do what we need to do. And clearly, uh, Blinken should have resigned already. Uh, The National Security Council that was advising Biden should have resigned already. Uh, You know, they need to leave their jobs because they didn't do their jobs on behalf of the American people. Um, right now, though, obviously the most important thing is is getting our Americans out of there, and, and then there'll be a time of uh, of reckoning yeah. that will come for the Biden administration. Yeah,
1: let's turn our, our focus to Illinois. Uh, you've, I'm sure you've you've been paying attention to Pritzker and a lot of his edicts that he's been sending out, mandated uh, vaccinations. Do you believe that we should have mandated vaccinations? here in the state of Illinois or throughout the, the rest of America's Joe Biden act, uh, white house caught, caught COVID star actually believe. So what are your thoughts on mandating vaccinations and mandating kids to wear masks in school?
3: I, I don't John, I don't believe in mandates. Listen, uh, Illinois is a very large and diverse state. I, I think about the district that I'm proud to represent uh, 19 counties in central and West central Illinois. I border Iowa and Missouri. Um, and and you have to leave it up to local officials, right? Um, who's best to to make decisions in Quincy, Illinois, or Macomb, Illinois, or Peoria than the people that are there, the elected people, not edicts that come down from the Gold Coast in Chicago by Jv Pritzker. Yeah, um, you know he he is dictating what school boards ought to do in in rural Illinois. Uh, let them know; they know best what parents want, what kids need, uh, with the health concerns of the local area there. Um, and not uh uh you know massive lockdowns and and uh dictatorial um yeah. you know uh decisions that are coming down from that uh that does not work and so uh you know you' you've seen the pushback i've yeah. seen it in my own district the people that don't want this we cannot go back to the where we were before it hurt our country and uh illinois um, in, in a in a very very tough way
1: yeah i agree now i i have two a two-part question what's um what's what uh, what advice would you give to the current Republican candidates that are running for governor? Because we have to win back the governorship in the state of Illinois. Uh, What advice would you give them? And, you know, your name's being bandied about, about, you know, coming back to Illinois. I think you would be a great candidate no matter what you ran for here in the state of Illinois. I think Illinois definitely needs your your leadership. We need your leadership back here. Uh, I get Congress, but, We need your leadership here in some form or fashion. So what advice would you give them, and are you considering a run?
3: Well, first of all, uh, uh, yes. thanks, John, for that. Um, Listen, you're exactly right. We will have a good candidate to beat J.B. Pritzker. He is very, very vulnerable. You know, if you would have asked me uh, six months ago, I would have told you J.B. Pritzker was in line to be the worst governor in the country. Uh, but but fortunately for him, you had Cuomo implode, uh, Gavin Newsom implode, and and Gretchen Whitmer in Wisconsin or in Michigan that are probably uh, you know taken uh, the one two and three. So Pritzker may be the fourth worst governor uh, in in the country. But having said that, um, listen, I think we we have three good candidates that are running now. Uh, the primary um, the field won't be solidified till the end of this year. The filing date is extended uh, through December, so I think you'll see other people get in. But I think you got to talk, you got to remember, Illinois is a very diverse state from yeah. Chicago to the suburbs to downstate. Um, but, you know, you got to continue to talk about how the policies of Pritzker have hurt this
4: yes. state.
3: Remember, John, we're still $140 billion in unfunded liability Shit. with our pension system. Pritzker has done nothing uh, to get our fiscal house in order. Uh, businesses continue to want to do uh, business in every state around us, but Illinois. Uh, and secondly, you have these, again, draconian, mandates that Pritzker has put in place that continue to drive people away. Yeah. And I haven't even got to the crime issue. Yeah. Pritzker has done nothing in terms of making people safer in the suburbs. And that's going to be a huge issue uh, moving forward. So that's my advice uh, to all three of them and others that get in is focus on the issues that are important to Illinoisans and, and we can win. And remember, John, um, the off-year election is going to be good. Every day Biden helps us. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi helps us. Um, We're going to fire Nancy Pelosi, take back the House. It's going to be a good year in Illinois. So I'm optimistic. We got a lot of good people out there. In in terms of what I'm going to decide to do, John, listen, I'm proud to represent the 710,000 people that I do, Uh, proud to serve on the Ways and Means Committee and Intelligence Uh Committee. But I'm going to wait and see what the remap looks like, redrawing the districts right now. Um, And and we'll see what that looks like. And uh, I'll make a determination with my wife and three teenage boys when we get to that um, that process.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really do hope you get involved in some way, some fashion, in some form of um, state government because, or, you know, U.S. Senate, because your talents, your skills, your abilities uh, is much needed. Strong, resolute person like yourself who who fought against, you know, in Cook County, Tazewell County as a citizen states attorney. Um, we need somebody like you, sir. Uh, and, I, and, you know, I, I want to thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Uh, I'm going to have you on my show as well. If you just tune in, we're talking with Congressman Darren LaHood, serves the 18th Congressional District, and that's going to be a fight, that map. So I, maybe I'll bring you on my show to discuss that.
3: John, would love to come on. Uh, really appreciate you having me on today, and uh, we're going to continue to, uh, you know, fight back against the Biden administration and Nancy Pelosi and Governor Pritzker.
1: Well, thank you so much. Congressman Darren LaHood, thanks so much for joining the Tom- this Sean Thompson Show.
3: So is
5: Friday. Is Friday. The
1: Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson. Um, I'm, I'm having a great time. Uh, I If you missed that interview with Congressman Darren LaHood, I'm telling you he's one of the bright spots uh, when it comes to someone that's in state government. You know, somebody that you know you can trust, somebody that you know is going to going to stand with you on your issues, won't bow, won't bow down. Um, so many people were coming after him when, in his support of um, Donald Trump. Guess what he did? He still stood with his friend, President Donald Trump. And I'm told that Donald Trump really liked Darren LaHood from some of my friends who were working in the White House and some other congressmen that I know. So go to 560theanswer.com if you missed Download the the podcast of the Sean Thompson Show. I I I don't know, that You're gonna put this on on the Black and Right as well. Uh we can put it on the Black and Right uh, podcast. Podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm having a ball, man. That, you know, you you and I'm glad you're here, Daddy, You and Misty, you guys have you guys make me feel so comfortable here, though. Oh, do we? Is you this, know? this your safe space. This this is yeah, this is my safe space. You know, I That's feel fun. I feel really comfortable. Um, you know. You know why I feel comfortable? Hmm. Can I? Can, we need some. We need some music. No, I'm okay. kidding. I'll bring in some music. There we go. Oh, you know, it's been so comforting and rewarding um, to know you, Half Daddy, and to know you, Missy. Misty. I keep saying Missy. She about that life. She's gonna beat me up, but I'm really enjoying this first hour, and I'm, I'm really excited about the second and third hour. Sean got three hours. We'll be right back. We still got 30 seconds. We got Let's 30 seconds? You, you keep changing the time on me, brother. Well, you know, it's it's live radio. It's fluid. <laughs> I like, I love. I was uh, trying to give you as much time as I could. You were trying to give me as much as much time as you could. But I really appreciate you. I appreciate Misty. I appreciate Sean. I appreciate the old appreciate you, AM560 family. Everybody's amazing. But not Jimmy. Not Jimmy. No, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Jimmy's a chump. You know, hey, you listening to the Sean Thompson show. We'll be right back, hour two.
6: So without me. There,
1: this, this, hey, welcome back to hour two of the Sean Thompson me. Show. I'm John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson, who's off in an undisclosed location. I'm sure he's probably enjoying that cigar. You know, I, I, I'm just so fit to be tied when you look at just everything that's happening to this country. You look at everything that's happening to the state of Illinois. I'm flustered. I'm flustered. I'm frustrated. And I'm going to do everything I can today, Hoff Daddy, to make sure that my blood pressure is maintained, that I don't lose it today, because, you know, I just feel not enough people are angry. I just feel that, you know, I go out, you go out, I've, I've been emceeing, what, three, four events. I got three more events that I'm going to be emceeing all over the state of Illinois, the southern part of the state, the central part of the state, the northern part of the state. I've been all over the place. These places should be completely sold out. Thousands of people should be standing out in line waiting to get into these places. I think I I really believe that's the fight. That's where we're at with the fight. And if we're not willing to stand up and fight everything that's coming to us, we deserve it. Yeah, I said it. We deserve every single aspect. If J.B. Pritzker is reelected as governor of this state, Illinoisans deserve everything that's coming to them because you, basically what you're saying we give we we we, we are giving JB Pritzker the stamp of approval to say everything you've done in the last 2 years we approve of it as Illinois we can't do that we cannot give this guy that victory we cannot this is not about democrat this is not about being a republican this is not this is about saving Illinois, and if you're not willing to save this state, move, get out of the way. There's a lot. Illinois is, is, listen, we have the greatest infrastructure known to man, the best waterways, the best rails, airports. Why are we still languishing at the bottom of every economic indicator? It's because we got, we got pissed. Poor leadership. We have poor leadership. There's no way a state with this infrastructure should be at the languishing at the bottom of any economic indicator. But we are. We are because we got Democrats and Republicans joining together. I can't say what I want to say, but they're joining together, making backroom deals. I know. I've been there. I've seen it. I see. I know how they do this stuff. I've seen the sausage, I've seen how the sausage is made. They're joining together and, and, and just pulling, walls up, pulling the wool over our head. Because we allow it. I hear Shana, Sean Thompson on the show talk a lot about it. But I've been there. I've seen how they do this. And if, and if listen, I'm telling you, politicians fear the people. The problem is today, the people are fearing politicians. The moment you really understand the power that you have as a constituent, the problem, here's the problem. Here's here's what's been the biggest problem when it comes to politicians and the people. The politicians only care about the people that are within the, the confines of their district. They don't care about anybody else. So if you call their office, if you email their office, if you show up at their office, you don't matter. You simply don't matter. So what you need to start doing, a lot of these groups that are forming, you know, get together, find out what people, uh, who, who who represents them, who are the state senators, who are the state, represent, uh, state, state representatives, and then start getting those groups and going to their office, their district offices. You want to effect change to a legislator? This is how you do it. Because nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Stop giving. Stop giving to them. And I'm and I'm 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 not just talking to Republicans. I'm talking to you Democrats out there. Stop sending the same people expecting different results. That's lunacy. That's crazy. And you're expecting change? Name one thing that has changed in the state of Illinois when it comes to our politicians. Nothing. The corruption stays the same because you know why? Because my state senator, my state representative does me right. How do you know? Look at their voting record. Look at these fake, fake, phony budgets that have passed the last 20 years. We haven't had one, one balanced budget in the last 20 years. And if it wasn't for the government bailing us out, Biden bailing the state of Illinois out, where would we be today? So begin to look at these things. Begin to analyze these things. Because if you don't, we're going to continue to send the same people there. And, we, and, we, and, and, and we're going to lose this state. Is that something you're willing to do? Do you want to lose this state? I don't. I know people call me crazy. And they say, John, you're just stupid. You're crazy. There's no way. Illinois is a lost cause. My good buddy Ron Sandak, former state representative. He's always telling me, "Ah, I don't I don't know, John. I, I Illinois can. You know, a couple other people, John, you're just you're just naive. Illinois is lost." John, I know you probably feel that way too. That Illinois is lost. I don't. I think she's worth fighting for, guys. I really do. I think Illinois is so worth fighting for. That's why I'm still here. That's why I'm still here with my hands to the plow, still fighting, still pushing back. That's why people like State Senator Darren Bailey is running for office. That's why people like Amy Jacobson, who will be joining the show later, along with State Senator Darren Bailey. This is why they Amy gets up every morning to come and, and speak to you, the AM560 audience, because she still believes that there's a fight. She's still fighting for kids and the mask mandates. State Senator Darren Bailey's fighting for this. But are you? What are you doing? What are you doing to fight? To push back? Don't call it a lost cause. Because that's how we lose. Too many people calling it a lost cause. Is how we lose. This is why we get nowhere. This is how we get the J.B. Pritzker's of the world. My vote doesn't count. Oh, I'm so sorry. It doesn't matter. It is what it is. It's not... That's not true. It's not it is what it is. We need you. We need We need warriors. We need citizen warriors who are willing to push back and fight. If we don't have it, I fear what generations from now, what the state of Illinois will look like. Because we chose not to fight. We chose not to stand up. Will you stand up? Will you fight? We need you on the line. We need you standing. We need you coming and um um you know, when will you fight? In the next hour in an hour 3, Tom DeVore, I'm going to bring him on to the show as well. And Congressman Mike Boss, who truly knows how to fight. But will you? I'm sick and tired of 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 People not willing to fight. You know, they told us, and and, and I know, yeah, they're they're shutting us down on social media. They're telling us we can't have a voice. There's only one science, their science. There's only one one opinion, their opinion. But fight we must. I need you to join the battle. I need you to join the battle. Don't listen to the, the naysayers. Illinois is worth saving. And we can only do that if we band together. We bring our resources together and fight back and push back against this tyranny that is trying to take over the greatest one of the what what was one of the greatest states in the union and to continue to fight for this the greatest nation ever created, the United States of America. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to fight? Don't go anywhere. We got a jam-packed show here. I can't wait until you guys talk to my good friend, former FBI, Navy SEAL, Jonathan T. Gilliam, when we get back. You're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony filling in. We'll be right back. To the Sean Thompson Show, I'm John Anthony, host of the radio show Black and White Radio, I heard every Saturday from one to three. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to our, our illustrious governor. Um, Sean would say something uh, much meaner, but uh, I'm not as mean as as, as that handsome devil. Um, and and I, <laughs> I try, at least I try not to be as mean as that handsome devil. Um, but uh, one of my colleagues who I've sit in. Um, and and fill in for when when Dan Prof's not in, um, you guys know who she is, Amy Jacobson. Uh, it's kind of weird that I'm interviewing Amy when Amy and I are normally talking, you know, across from each other. Uh, but Amy, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show. I know you were on yesterday, but I wanted to come have you come on because um, I, I listen. Every time I come on the show to fill in for Dan Prof, you beat me over the head when it comes to vaccines. Yes, I said beat me over the head. Yes, I do. Yeah, (laughs) I don't. You scream at me about make sure you're wearing your mask. How is it that the governor is saying that you are? Wait, first of all, you're a supposed reporter, and you're spreading misinformation. Help me understand, because I'm clueless. And
6: especially since the question I asked had nothing to do with masks in school, it was talking about you know leadership calming people down. I mean, if you look at governors, and I've been obsessed, I'm kind of a geek about it now. I watch press conferences from Governor Walls in Minnesota, yeah. Governor Ducey in Arizona when he has them, and they display even though Walls I know he's a Democrat whatever, but they display leadership. They right. they're, they're honest with their people. I mean Walls was the first one to say he's like we're going to keep this going until we get a vaccine. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Like okay, that's the truthful, that's the truthful person right there. Right. So, I, I just wanted him to to be a better man. Like people always say be better, do better. Right. He could do better. He could lead better. He could Calm these parents down. It's the lowest risk group in the lowest risk setting, which yeah. is a school, believe it or not. Yeah, but That but, is the, the, the low risk group and the low risk setting. What, what he I think you have to... to be calm, and he, and he chooses not to. He yeah. just keeps scaring people and there's no need to scare people anymore. We've had enough of it. I'm exhausted.
1: Yeah. But Amy, has he ever been in a position where he hasn't dictated though? I mean, think about it. I mean, the guy is filthy rich. He's always been served. He's never been a servant. So do you think he has an item to, to, to know how to calm down situations? Because, uh, well, he just pays somebody for that, right?
6: Yeah. I mean, he can't empathize with any of what our, what we went through. This school year, and I say we, as in all the parents who had to watch their kids, you know, rot in the basement for a year and a half, and um, he he never went through any of that because he got his family out before they locked down. And I know I always get emotional when I talk about the kids, but it's not just my kids; it's the kids I coach too. Who yeah. you know, you really had to psychologically break them down to to look you in the eye, to talk to you. Yeah, you know, it's just no one will know what we did to our kids unless you're actually with our kids. And I've been with. 60 kids plus every day for, you know, I went back coaching in February right? and I I ran summer camps and now, you know, our season started, we're two games in and, you know, it's just, it's really difficult to describe unless you can have a front row seat to it. And I, that's where I think he's missing the, the ramifications of what he's done. I think he's missing that piece of it. So that's why I was trying to reach out to him like, hey, this could be a great moment for you. Yeah. You know, to do the right thing. But he won't because he doesn't I don't it's, it's not that I don't think he cares. I just don't think that he has he's, his character isn't built that way.
1: right? That, and that's and that's basically what I'm saying, because he's really never had to do what you what you what you requested. Because I think it, I think that's very important. I think because I mean, this is we're dealing with year two of 14 days to curb it. Right. Year two. People are losing it out here. I think that's one of the reasons why you see a, a, an uptick in crime in Chicago and across all across Illinois and all across the nation, because people are literally losing their mind. I, I, I would love to see the, the number of mental health cases that are attached to people dealing with having to deal with this COVID issue. Um, have you ever requested that in, 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 as far as the mental health? How many people are suffering and, and, and what's been the uptick from year to year?
6: Well, all I can tell you is that the last time I checked with Lori's Children's Hospital, they had 1,800 people on a waiting list to meet with a mental health care healthcare expert. Eighteen. 1,800. Wow. And, and at one point in time, because I've had friends you know, who've got teenage daughters and sons who are suicidal or are having panic attacks, they didn't have a psych bed within 60 miles of Chicago. Right. And I brought that up to Pritzker October 27, 2020, and he you know, started rolling his eyes and then went off and said, I'm spreading misinformation. And no, I'm, I'm not anti-vax. Right. I got vaccinated. I, I did everything the
1: government. Oh, I, was, I remember. Vaccinated. Remember, I, I was, I filled in right after you got vaccinated. <laughs> I remember that yeah. day.
6: But then I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> but
3: this, this is what I, been going but, well I
1: mean, this me. is just what I just, I, I don't understand. Cause you should, I mean, you, you're nowhere near anti-vax. You just, you, but you also believe people should have the right of choice.
6: Yeah, I'm not anti-mask. If you want to put a mask on for the rest of your life and and restrict your breathing, yeah, that's your choice. Go ahead, but don't tell me I have to do that for my children. Right? When our reward for getting back was to not be masked anymore, and all these politicians, John, they don't know what it's like to sit in a hot classroom without air conditioning and do sports with a mask on because most of them are not here eight hours a day. And most of their kids are
1: not here in Illinois, right?
6: Okay. They, they have their mask on, these politicians who who make these decisions, they'll have their mask on for maybe a half hour yeah. most, and they'll put it on, they'll put it off to talk, and they'll put it back on. They don't live like this. They right. have no idea. And I'm so sick of people saying, oh, just shut up and put your mask on. Yeah. So did you... you know, if I had proven that the CDC or NIH had done any study that said, no, it works with this and that, right. then I would have you know, going along with it. And I used to go along with it. And I still do because I'm about to walk into a building and put my mask on and do what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I'm compliant in that aspect. But if they came out with anything really, really solid, then I'd say, okay. But if you talk to your doctor, your doctor, my doctor said, I said, how, do, how effective are these masks? And he said, the cloth one, it's a joke. Yeah. The medical one that everybody's wearing around that are now, you know, littered all over the streets yeah. of Chicago. He said, those, they help if you cough or you sneeze. Right. And
1: that's it. That's
6: it. So did, I go, what about singing? He goes, nope. <laughs> no, doesn't help.
1: So was there a, <laughs> uh, hey Amy, was there a press conference today? Did you attend? Did you get to ask any questions? Any, any, uh, did you, you know, go after him again today? Or did he come after you? <laughs> oh,
6: it was, he had something down south or out of the area.
1: Oh, how convenient. But
6: I did go yesterday and they wouldn't let me. Yeah. They gave me one question and then shut me down and I kept saying, Jordan, that's the spokesperson. I'm like, Jordan, come on. Yeah. I'm like, and I said, let me talk to Dr. Nzike, and she, <laughs> and she wouldn't let me do it. Because I just want to know, what science and data are you basing this mask mandate, right. which begins money, what, what science and data are you referring to? And I walked out, and then I said, what's the threshold to become unmasked? Right. And he he did answer that, uh, unmasked in schools and then in, in the state, and he said, hospitalization. Hospitalization is like, we've got to bend the curve.
5: Yeah,
1: are like,
6: Flatten, we're back to flattening the curve again? We don't wow. have a curve when it comes to hospitalization.
1: Well, Amy, we yeah, got 30 ICU seconds, right? Amy, we awesome. got 30 seconds. are doing great. Hey, Amy, we got we 30 seconds.
6: People- oh, you, you yeah. Go?
1: yeah, we got 30 seconds. I'm t- yeah. um, okay. Now, listen, I want to really quickly say, remember I told you the story of when I was in the hospital and I, I was sent to ICU as a COVID hole? Well, I held up a bed for two days. I mean, how do we know those, those are not the type of things that are happening in these hospitals no. to cover up these beds. I mean, we don't know, right? We don't know. Yeah.
6: And I know that there's a few kids with COVID at Lori's, but one was in a car accident. Yeah. And they well, tested because they test everybody there yeah. um, for COVID.
1: Well, Amy Once Jacobson, you thanks you know so, so much. Amy, thanks so much for joining me today on the Sean Thompson Show. I can't wait to get into studio with you again. Um, you um, keep fighting, don't stop, keep pushing back against this foolishness. Because I've seen on Twitter, you really are a hero to a lot of people out there. So thank you so much, Amy Jacobson. You're welcome. All Good right. Night. Hey, you listening to the Sean Thompson Show? I'm John Anthony, live in studio. We'll be right back. Uh, To the Sean Thompson Show, I'm John Anthony. Uh, I'm I'm really really enjoying myself. I got my buddy Hoff Daddy on the boards. I could beat him up today, but I won't say why. And it, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> and I got my girl Missy. She thinks she bought that life, y'all. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling. You. Let me tell you. She. I mean, I think she is a little bit about that life. So I, I got to be careful because I don't want to catch a, a right forearm, forehand. I mean, what is that jab or something? <laughs> <laughs> Your forearm? Yeah, George. Um, you guys, listen, you saw that Pritzker um, basically pushed another, in my opinion, illegal uh, mandate because I don't think he has the power. I think he I think he lost the power after the first month because he should have went back to the legislative body and gone and got um, the power to actually do a lot of the stuff that he's been doing the last 18, 19 months. But one person that, that, that's really been standing and really been pushing back and really been fighting back against Priscus, and, and I'm so happy to, to call him a friend, uh, is State Senator Darren Bailey. The guy who stood up, who's, he's, who's really been standing up since day one. Uh, Senator Bailey, thanks so much for joining the Sean Thompson Show. That's
4: been a fun time to be with you, and thank you for what you do. because yeah. that's uh, you know, that's where we're at. Where people need to hear the truth, they need to hear the options, and they they need to know what's available to them. And you do a very good job of doing that.
1: Now, now, Senator, you know, okay, the courts have they said they said the courts have have have, have uh, litigated the, the does Pritzker have the power to do what he's doing? I don't think it's really been fully litigated, but yeah, that's that's neither here nor there. What's in this new mandate? Because I'm hearing that they're forcing vaccinations. I'm hearing that you know higher education now is involved. And why is it important that people really understand what is happening right before their eyes, and and why people need to get involved and start saying no? Please do tell.
4: Well, I I think it's a big picture, you know, situation here. It's it's this little thing called freedom. And uh, you know we've read about this in our in our history books for a long time. Uh, it's quite interesting because when I, as much time as Cindy and I have been spending in Chicago, we run across the, uh, you know the the Cuban community. We run across the the Korean community, the the Hungarian, the Romanian, the Polish community, I mean, on and on and on. And we have to ask ourselves: it's very obvious uh, why why are all the ethnicities uh, you know here in the United States and in in Chicago? Well, why did they? What what was the the real need for them to 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 leave where they once were and, and come to this great land and and uh, it's quite obvious. Yeah. And I have a, a, as I meet people, I mean, they poke me in the chest and they tell me, I left this once and I'm not doing wow. it again. People are mad. So, you know, we, we set back and, and, and a year ago, we're told, uh, you shut your churches down, shut your schools, shut your businesses down. You're, you're being told that you're mandated, mandated, not a law, that's a recommendation. And we, and we step back and like sheep, we fall for it. And, and then we, we then enter in this year and, and uh, we're telling, you know, your kids now uh, have to be vaccinated or have yeah. to uh, wear masks to go to school. And, and we're like, well, well, can he do this? And and then within weeks of, of that order comes out and now issues an order that you must be vaccinated. Yeah. And, uh, and I see some where is this going to stop? Right. And, and there's certainly a rapid progression of these mandates. And right now, you know, we, right now we're dealing with health issues, but uh, we are allowing government to uh, uh, do and go places that our constitutional republic uh, never intended yeah, so we the people simply got to stand up. Yes. That's what I've been mean. doing. It's just like I just got these, these, this feeling in my heart that says this doesn't feel right. And I don't think this is how this is yeah. supposed to be going. To let one person do this. So anyway, that's it.
1: No, now, uh, no, Senator Bailey, that's,
4: I'm, that's, I'm, the, that's the issue I believe we're fighting.
1: I'm, I'm going. I'm, I may I may raise my blood pressure a little bit here because <laughs> <laughs> because you, as you know, I've served in the Illinois General Assembly. Where the heck are the rest of the legislators in the House and the Senate? We can't just have a handful of people trying to fight back against this tyranny. Do they want us to live through this tyranny? Are they fighting back? Stop trying to befriend Pritzker. We're at war. Do these people realize that we're at war for the sanctity of, 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 of everything that we hold dear as Americans? Where are they? I'm sick of it. Amen. Senator. Is it
4: Sunday yet? This is awesome. And uh, John, that's, that's right there. That's the attitude. Where, where's that attitude? Where's that fight? Where's that concern? Where's that? Where is that? This is freedom we're talking about. This is our future we're talking about. Yes. Uh, four children and ten grandchildren. My heart breaks for what could become of them. If and, and you know, especially what they're learning in our schools and what they're learning with many parents who are just teaching them they just be obedient and comply and go along. Don't cause trouble. But you're exactly right. Where is the fight? And that's when everyone's the state legislator role becomes a career and people are so yes. concerned about reelection and the perks that come along with it um, that, that that becomes then our problem. And and uh, and here we are.
1: I had my my inner Sean Thompson there for and Joe and, and, and a mixture oh, of I the said. old guy, <laughs> the other guy, good. you know, because 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 Senator, I, I've been I'm, I've been out. I'm I'm in I'm seeing a lot of events and I'm seeing. Mothers stand up crying and they're, they're, they're lost, they're confused, they want answers. And Amy Jacobson is, 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 is telling the governor, can you stop speaking to the fears of people and start uplifting people? But yet he wants to call her out because he thinks he's big, bad, and tough. He ain't about that life either. And and, and I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of, of people just hurting. We are yeah. losing. Yeah, Boy, we have lost the United States of America if we do not fight. This is our beachhead. This is where we stand. This is where we fight and we push back. I'm sorry, George. I'm breathing. George is looking at me. He said, You better breathe. But, 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 and, and, and I just recently saw a video. And, you know, a lot of people like to mock a lot of the stuff you do. And it's like, this guy is fighting, though. I saw you take, what was it, over 45,000? signatures into the governor's eye. What was that all about? Yep.
4: Well, so that was just simply, and as a state legislator, that's what gives me the, that's what gives me the fight. That's what gives me the hope of uh, The fight as a state legislator. That's what gives me the hope running for the governorship, because uh, Cindy and I, we've been all over the state in the last year since the lawsuit, which I want to again remind everyone has not been dismissed, has yeah. not been overturned. So keep that in mind. But as we go to open the school, open business, open you know rallies and go to go to speak to groups and give them hope. Um, you know, uh, people are sick and tired of this stuff, but they and, and they want to know. You know, what can we do? And and a lot of times they, uh, you know, they they want me to come to the school board or or to the, to, the, to somewhere and speak. I said, people know you have got to take some ownership in this and step up. You yeah. can do this. So, so here we go. Uh, you know, school's beginning. And uh, we have the mask mandate, and uh, we've been encouraging parents to uh, stand up uh, against the, uh, the, the, the governor's uh, tyrannical actions. But nonetheless, uh, like I said, hope. So yeah. we uh, we 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 put a we have we put this on Facebook and we just give the people hope. Hey, sign up if you want me to uh, uh, to deliver uh, on this. And and we had the, yeah forty three thousand nine hundred and some odd wow. folk, uh, people uh, just just literally an online petition. Uh, we brought it. Uh, Blaine Wellhauer and myself uh, testified to Isby uh, last week. I Wednesday. saw that. And so. They had that, yeah. So the only two legislators there to do that. And uh, and it is interesting. You probably also saw that, you know, finally, finally, Jake, finally Jake, well, some members woke up there and yes. they said, oh, by the way, yeah, we 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 went ahead and took the time to to look at these rules. And, and we're not seeing these rules of which we would have approved that you say that you have. So uh, they wait, 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 wait Senator,
1: Senator, let me stop you right there, because. This is the type of government which we're starting to form in the state of Illinois. These unelected bureaucrats, right, in in ISBE and IDPH, they lied right. to Illinois citizens and try to bully and intimidate right. them right, and blackmail.
4: Well, let's not forget how they got there. ISBE, you know, all of our college trustees were pretty frustrated about education right now. Let's not forget how they got there. They got there by the appointment of the governor. Correct. So that's why, if we flip this thing upside down and elect someone with some common sense values, uh, those kind of people will be heading these organizations. So, uh, yeah, yeah, this is. I think I don't know if they're just cowtowing to the demands yeah. of, uh, of of a billionaire that put them in place. That uh, you know, if if they don't ob- if they don't uh, if they're not obedient, they lose their power uh, positions of, of prominence. I yeah. uh, suspicion that's what we have going on here.
1: Yeah, and 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 not li- now the uh, I think it's called the healthcare conscientious. Act of what um, was that? Nineteen seventy? What when it was when it was first? Well, Nineteen ninety-seven.
4: Uh, HB seven twenty-five was passed, yeah. and uh, and that was the first around. I mean, this is a this is a, a process that's been con- that's been protected under uni- you know under our constitutional God-given rights from day one. Don't forget. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know what it is. There's a movie made about a, a uh-huh. gentleman that uh, in World War Two, you know, uh, didn't. Uh, didn't, didn't wanted to serve in the military but didn't uh, you know his conscience wouldn't allow him to uh, to shoot someone and and there was a big battle about that back yeah. in whatever 1943 44 I mean, this is a this has been going on this is also the same thing that uh, you know Muhammad Ali uh, this was also the same argument uh, when he didn't want to serve in the uh, Vietnam War so uh, we this is age old and this is tested and to sit here and tell someone that you have to do something that is morally uh, against your Conscience. Uh, this, this is big stuff. Yeah. Here, the state of Illinois is uh, demanding this. Governor
1: Pritzker is, yeah. and Senator. It was updated in 2016 because I remember this bill. Um, Jeannie and I, Jeannie Ives and I, just were, were discussing this a, a couple of days ago because somebody called into my show to talk about this, and it was um, Senate. I think it was Senate Bill. Uh, let me look at Senate Bill 1564 was the update, and. Okay. So go out and if you if you're watching the show, listening on the radio, go out and look up Senate Bill 1564. I think I think it's going to be something that can possibly be used. It's the Healthcare Right of Conscious Act, and it was amended in 2016. So um, go out there and so Senator, where can people find you? Um, you got any events coming up or anything that of that nature?
4: Well, I appreciate that, the Bailey. Well, so. This we finally got our calendar at Bailey B A I L E Y Bailey for Illinois com. Uh, go to my yeah I got a lot of stuff popping up on Facebook. That's that's why we're here. We're educating. We're informing. We're empowering. But to go to go to my webpage Bailey for com, we have an active now calendar. You can click on that and you will see in real time we are booked solid for the next thirty days. And you'll see where we're going to be at what time we're going to be there. And then keep an eye on our Facebook and it will tell you um, uh, we just finished up a, a crazy week i'm i'm right here in uh, in rosemont right now finishing up the day and mm-hmm. and we're headed home and, and uh, start all over again tomorrow and sunday so
1: well tell the wife i said hi i love you guys Thanks well, so much for joining <laughs> with me. So thank you, <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much for joining me on the Sean Thompson you keep show. Keep that
4: fight up, and uh, I'll bring the blood pressure monitor. With me <laughs> next time I'm on your show, and, and uh, thank you so Hey, you, you can stay in the and fight. And that's you, what we need.
1: Thank, hey, hey, Senator, thanks so much for fighting for us. I'm I'm telling you, Illinoisans are paying attention. So Darren Bailey, guys, stay, Senator Dan Bailey. Candidate for Illinois Governor. You listening to the Sean Thompson Show? I'm John Anthony, taking over for Sean. I'm not as handsome as that devilish, good-looking guy. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson, who's at. He's 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 probably somewhere. Uh, I won't say where, but he's in an undisclosed lo- location. Um, probably with a cigar in his hand <laughs> dancing. Yeah. I, I, I saw him kind of try to make a, uh a dance move, uh, up in, uh, <laughs> what's, what's the place uh, we were at the Abbey last year. It was so funny. Uh, I'm John Anthony. I'm the host of black and white right radio. That's heard every Saturday from one to three. Uh, guys, I'm listen, I'm, I'm listen, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for my anger because I think, I think we don't have enough people that are angry yet because the, 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 the very fabric of who, we are the idea that is America is trying to be vanquished. They are trying to when you look across, not just the state of Illinois, but especially a lot of these progressive states. Listen, I'm sorry. The progressives are winning right now. They are winning. You heard what State Senator Darren Bailey said. Huff, did you hear what he said? He said when he he, he he was in a Cuban community and and the person pointed him in his chest and said, I'm not going back to that or something to that nature. We're headed there. We're there. I think I know. I think we are there. We're at a point right now in society where if we don't learn to put to to push back and learn how to fight and push back against these games that these elected officials are doing because they don't have the power. They're fooling you. Fear. False evidence appearing real. That's what it is. They're, They're presenting fake evidence. And they're making it appear real, and, and they're destroying people. Listen, I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-mask. If you want to go get the shot, the, the jab, go get the jab. If you want to wear the diaper on your face, wear the diaper. I'm not going to belittle you. I'm not going to shame you for that. That's your prerogative. Guess what? In a free country, who we were, called America, That was that's my prerogative. Not to want to wear the diaper or take the jab. Where 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 am I where where have I missed it where 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 have we gone wrong as americans where we've allowed too much government intrusion into our lives you know when you look at how how they how they've been able to do it through media through through through, through movies it's just been programming us to start accepting these things but don't 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 ever forget how america was founded don't ever forget how America f- fought for freedom and independence. People will want us to forget that. You cannot forget that. Because, th- because the moment you forget the idea of what brought the greatest country to ever be devised, to be- ever be created, the moment you forget who you are as an American, they win. They win. And we cannot allow that to happen. You look, at, you look across the world today. There's chaos everywhere. I really don't, I, don't, I really don't understand. Hop Daddy, I really don't understand how people don't have faith in this hour. Because that's what gets me through. Understanding and knowing that in the end he wins, so I win. You're listening to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm fired up. That second hour got me fired up. Hey, you guys can find me at Facebook, Black and Right Radio. I'm on TikTok Bla- at Black and Right Radio. I'm on Twitter at Black and Right Radio. YouTube. Go follow the YouTube channel at Black and Right AM560. Um, I'm so happy and honored that the Sean, Th- Sean Thompson allowed me to come in and fill in for him. Hey, you listening to the Sean Thompson show? Hour three coming up next.
6: Just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so without me. Welcome back
1: to Hour 3 of the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. Filling in for Sean Thompson. I'm sure he's probably enjoying, what, Hoff uh, Daddy, about a $50, 60 cigar right now, kickback. <laughs> $20. <laughs> oh, I forgot he is a cheap son of a gun. <laughs> oh, gosh. Guys, I... I... <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been, I, I'm sure everybody, when you look at what's happening, you turn on the television, because I, I have not turned on the television in a couple of days because I just couldn't couldn't stomach what I saw and what happened in Afghanistan. And I, I, I had to call my friend, my buddy, my pal, Jonathan T. Gilliam. He's the author of the book, Sheep No More, uh, former FBI, former Navy SEAL. He's, I mean, he, you name it, he, he has a long litany. He has a podcast called Experts. Uh, Jonathan, welcome to the Sean Thompson Show.
7: Hey, it's good to be on with you, my friend.
1: Yes, thank you. Now, now, I've I've, se- I've seen some of your, your 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 Twitter and what you've been what you've been saying about everything that's happening in Afghanistan. Now, now, Jonathan, th- this wasn't an intelligence failure. This was what what happened in Afghanistan. How did Biden break this so badly?
7: well, this is an intelligence failure. Biden has no intelligence. And uh, the rest of his guys have no intelligence. It doesn't matter what the CIA, and I don't trust the people at the top of of any of these agencies. I think, you know, if we harken back on Comey and Mueller from the FBI, you get a a flavor for who these people actually are. And and I got to tell you, it's it's very interesting to me because, you know, I, I've never been a counselor, but I have a degree in psychology <laughs> and a degree in political science. I had a double major. And I, I don't remember any time in history the amount of people at the top that display psychopathic tendencies or uh, clinical narcissism like we see now. You know, General McKenzie was on yesterday giving a brief about what happened because the president was nowhere to be found. And General McKenzie showed no empathy whatsoever for the people that died. There was no emotion. Right. And then you see the same thing with John Kirby. You saw it with Joe Biden. Um, it, they're, they act as though they're, they screwed up, but they're not going to tell anybody, and they're just going to move on and hope that nobody sees it because I, it's as if they don't really care. Right. And I don't think it's just that that's my perception of it this is just the way that they are. They just don't care if it's COVID and they're oppressing you or if these Marines and sailor that died, they just don't care.
1: Yeah. Now let's talk about, cause I, I want to, you, you hear so much Joe Biden. Remember he said, um, um, the buck stops with me. I'm, I'm not going to, when he was running for office, I'm not going to blame Trump for anything. Now, why, why is he, first of all, blaming Trump? Trump said, Hey, if it was us, we bombed the hell out of him. You know, that's what I would have done as president. Now, didn't Trump sign an agreement with the Taliban that they'd be out May 31st? What month is, what, what month are we in?
7: So we're in August. Yeah. So I don't understand why anybody, I, even President Trump, I would never have, I never would have negotiated with these people. Yeah. They don't understand negotiation. No. I mean, they actually, they understand them now because for 20 years, we've been, you know, battling with them. And let me just say this real quick. I know I, I cut you off, but the Spartans 2,000 years ago used to say, never go to war for more than three years with your enemy because after three years you're just training them. Mm. And that's, that's basically true. they're using our propaganda against us. And Joe Biden and the rest of his administration is falling right into it.
1: Yeah. Now, Jonathan, do you, do you believe, because you saw throughout the entire campaign, Joe Biden, I'm going to bring America back. I'm going to, I'm going to make America respectable again. Would you say based upon what you're seeing all across the world, that America was respected with Trump in office and they really don't respect this president. And, and I think it all, they really saw it at the G seven event when a G seven or G eight event, when Biden was over across the seas and they were all laughing at him. Were we more respectable then or now?
7: Respect is uh, empty. If you don't have, if they don't fear you as well, if you don't have strength, Then you're not going to have respect, and we, we, you know, we have no strength. People are looking at us now and then and saying that they're we'll just back out of anything. You know, I will give Joe Biden this though. He said he was going to take America back. He (laughs) took America back all the way to 1775, where we were being (laughs) oppressed by a tyrant. That's where we're at again. You know, to the point where we have leaders that don't care, they're incompetent, and their egos. And their ideology, their leftist ideology uh, has r- ruined the military, ruined the military, ruined our intelligence. Because, you know, it, again, if you don't have uh, if you're not willing to listen to the intelligence, the intelligence is no good. It yeah. doesn't do you any good.
1: Now, I, I'm, I'm confused about something. Why will we be putting our troops lives in the hands of the Taliban to basically to. Protect us while we're taking all these people out. I mean, did you hear the, the report of that story? That that the Taliban was we we negotiated with the Taliban about getting out of Afghanistan. When are you kidding me? These are the same people that are on the street killing their own people, going house to house. Yeah. because I think they found the information. That, was it was it the British embassy with names and and, and addresses of people who helped who were our, 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 well, there was
7: a list of names given to the Taliban by our own government. General McKenzie oh. said yesterday. Uh, Biden has said that, that they gave them a list of people that they were going to put the Taliban uh, in charge of making sure that those people got to the airport. I mean, I, this is <laughs> important for people to realize, OK, the Taliban came out of Al Qaeda.
5: Yeah.
7: The, the ISIS-K came out of the Taliban. Yeah. It's all the same groups. They're fundamental Islamic Uh, jihadists. That's what they are. They want a caliphate. They want a nation state. We basically have given that to them. And uh, it's all whether or not they wake up one day and say, I want to be this ruthless or I want to be this soft. I mean, that's really what comes down to. They didn't sign a contract with ISIS versus the Taliban. They're the same people, same people. So it's just depending on what day they wake up. And, And for this administration, to put into our, uh, you know, the hands of, of our enemy, the evacuation of our people, this would have been the same if France would have said, you know what? We're, <laughs> if the allies back in the day would have said, w- we're going to work with Hitler to to free France and, and Europe. Wow. You know, that's the same
1: thing. Wow. You know, you know? so, I, go ahead. I'm, I'm looking at this, though, and it's like, you, you, you saw, I don't know, I think it was yesterday when uh, the president... He was given and he put his hand down, head, head down in his clamped his hands together and put his head his head over his hands. I think that that was a perfect illustration of the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, clown show because he's defeated. He looks so defeated. What does that send? What message? And as someone who served, what message does that send to the men and women and and. That's part. That's part one. What message does that send? And when you look at, it, it's, 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 I don't know if you served over in, in in the Afghan Afghan War, but how are? What is the message to our troops who we've lost so many lives over there? What messages should we send to them to say, "Hey, gosh, we lost it," and these? I, I've talked well, to troops, they and see. they're
7: depressed. They see it. They definitely see it. And these people. Not only are these troops over there being put in harm's lay- way with no clear mission, right? For 20 years, <clears throat> men have been dying uh, over there for nothing. I mean, yeah. nothing came of it. They're more powerful than they were when we went over there. And these troops are over there now. They're put in a position where they've been <clears throat> kind of isolated on this base. They can't go out and rescue their fellow Americans. And at the same time, they're dealing with higher ups. And people who are in their ranks that are leftist, these woke leftists. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in law enforcement or in the military. If you have to work next to people that you know don't care about you or they, they are activist minded or they have some type of chip on their shoulder, you your life is at risk because of those people. Yeah. Because you cannot count on them, and so literally the troops are looking up and saying, "We can't count on these people." Sixty minutes on Sunday. This is right before this attack happened, and all this stuff was going down. They ran a whole segment about uh, racism in the military. Oh gosh! And and yeah, with all the generals and everybody on there, and um, and then this happens like a couple of days later. That's how distant these people are from reality. Yeah. And if you're on the job, man. It is a it is a painful experience to yeah. have to deal with that, and I can't imagine being in a war zone. Yeah,
1: hey John, wh- handcuffed. Where can people follow you? You got a website? I know you have. You also have an, an initiative that you've been pushing as well.
7: Right, the, the FTA Nation.com or Free Territory Alliance dot com. Just go to FTA Nation.com, though. What it is is I'm trying to. I wrote a document that's similar to the Declaration of Independence because. The Declaration of Independence or our Declaration of Independence 245 years ago is what gave the Constitution its authority uh, for law and order. And we need to – the people need to come together, unify, and declare our independence and give that strength back to the Constitution. And so in the document that I wrote, there is an oath because 99% of the people don't take an oath. So this gives people the opportunity to to swear that they'll support, defend the constitution. Amen. And uh, I'm trying to go around the country and meet with different groups and get them to do this yeah. and bring all these groups together.
1: Amen. Jonathan T. Gilliam, author of sheep, no more. Thanks so much for joining the Sean Thompson show. Uh, I can't wait till you get back here to will County. Uh, we'll get up. Okay. That works for you. You got it. I hope to get up there soon
7: because right. you guys are on fire. You got some great Patriots. there.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Jonathan T. Gilliam, Hey, this is I'm John Anthony, filling in for my guy, my buddy, Sean Thompson, uh, who's off in an undisclosed location somewhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean. Um, I'm actually having a good time. Um, really, I really am. I'm excited about uh, emceeing a, an event later tonight as well. Uh, speaking of emceeing, I've, I've been emceeing a lot with our next guest. Uh, we've been, we've. I feel like I feel like everywhere uh, I am, he is, or everywhere he is, I am. I'm in attendance as well. Uh, he's 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 been everywhere, and I I don't think a lot of people understand this. I know I know the the you know the rag mags come after him. The the governor used to come after him, but I, I haven't heard any attacks on him. But what people don't realize is how many people he's either helped for free or a substantial discount of helping people because he believes in the fight. He believes in a free Illinois attorney Thomas DeVore. Welcome to the Sean Thompson show. Hello, John. Yeah, I wasn't lying with what I just said, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sir. You are not lying. So you see what's happening. The governor just yes. did a mandate. Uh, vaccines. <laughs> Higher education. My my daughter's college actually sent an, a text message to us saying, um, "Yeah, okay, we got our protocol. We're going to follow our protocol." Tom, where does he get this power? Where, where, where does he think he gets this power to send down these edicts from on high? Uh, is time up for this now? Is, is is it time up for people to say enough is enough, and now that we have to fight? And what is that fight, in your opinion?
8: I sure hope so that the time is up, but. When you, when you ask where he gets the power, keep in mind, John, that to the extent of what the governor can do or not do, it's never really been litigated because it hasn't had to have been because people won't push back. The, the cases of the past have always dealt with his ability to continue this ruse for the better part of a year and a half of, of a disaster that gives him some amount of ability to, to issue executive orders. But Uh, what breadth those executive orders have has never really been contested. And the reason not is because people are scared and they're fearful. And until they push back on, what are the limits? What's the constraints of which he can rule by executive fiat? He can get away with anything he wants and people will sit around and say, well, he has the power. And I sit there and go, does he? Because merely because you can write an executive order doesn't mean that it means anything. Right.
1: Exactly. And, and but, but and, you know, I, I talked to uh, State Senator Darren Bailey in the first in the second hour. And, you know, he he, he he's he's convinced that this governor is acting like an imp- like a dictator, an empire, you know, of he emperor.
8: Is. Of course he is. You know, and, and, and most recently, this issue of a, a statewide mask mandate. I, John, I kid you not, when I hear that stuff, I start laughing. Remember the mask mandate that was supposed to happen at the Illinois State Fair this year? Yes. They were, they were quibbling amongst themselves at the state police and the, the county, and even the National Guard got involved in that conversation of who's going to enforce it. And they all said, there are none of us going to get in the middle of that. So it was completely hollow. Yeah. This mask requirement, is it means nothing. People just ignore it. It goes away. Right. But until people right. choose to ignore it, he can try to scare people all he wants.
1: Yeah, and and speaking of of, of fighting, you've started uh, the Liberty Initiative. Uh, why don't you explain yeah. what, 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 what you're trying to do with this and, and how people can assist you in fighting this?
8: Right. The Liberty Initiative is more than just about fighting. Most people think of fighting in a negative connotation, and it's not. John, the biggest problem that we've had for the last year and a half has been the lack of understanding, and the lack of education, and, and garnering knowledge of how the system of government works, and, and this overwhelming paralyzation that happens when people see a, a governor, a governor, Fritzker, Ron, I don't care, issue some kind of proclamation that just paralyzes them to, to even think about how that works, right? Right. And so the the Liberty Initiative's sole purpose, really, it's the primary purpose, is to go out and educate people about how these things work and to explain how the rules and the regulations and the law all intertwine. And if you break these things down that way, you can really see the hollowness. The hollowness is what's going on here. And and that's what I'm trying to do. When people say, oh, my God, I've got to get I've got to get a a vaccine because the governor says and I come and go, do you? Do you know why? What rule? What law? Break it down. That's what the Liberty Initiative is trying to do. Like, 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 like,
1: like, Tom, like the the quarantine order, because, you know, you and I talked about that. I had no clue that there was a process to the quarantine order. Are these the and Please explain that. But. Are these the type of things you're trying to educate people so that they don't get caught flat-footed again?:
8: Educate them so because it empowers them to know that they're not just subjected to this you, tell, you know this, this, like you said, this emperor type of rule. That's not how it works, John. Right. but the only way that they can understand that's not how it works, is through educating them with this information. Like the quarantine that I explained to you, you're an intelligent man. And, and you just had never really come to appreciate that. No, and that power. There is power, John. There is power with knowledge and information. It is, and that's the primary purpose of the Liberty Initiative.
9: Yeah,
1: and and, and with the quarantine order, because I think I think we, we're probably going to start seeing some of that coming up now. Uh, you know, there's still people that don't get don't didn't don't know it. No, don't know what it is. Can you explain what the quarantine order is? The process. Uh, Because most parents will just because I just had a, a friend call me and he said that he, his, his son was, you know, somebody else got uh, was was sent home because they had COVID and there was a quarantine. Please explain what the quarantine order is.
8: Sure, I can do that. And again, I've got a couple of pieces of litigation going on right now with school districts. I've already won one. I'm going to win another one. John, if you read the resolution, the in-person learning resolution of ISBE from May of 2021, that resolution accurately lays out how in-person learning is an absolute requirement for children, and they can only be placed on remote learning if the child has not been vaccinated and it's conjunctive. There's an order of quarantine. An order of quarantine is a legal document that has to either be consented to by the parent or issued by a court in order for that person, being a child under these circumstances, rights to be restricted in movement and them not to be allowed in the school. It's an order of quarantine. And so if a health department or a school official tries to tell a parent that your child cannot come into school, that is violative of ISBE's resolution unless there's an order of quarantine And again, if that parent has not consented to that order of quarantine, a real written legal document, they have to go get a court order. And I've been proving that successfully across the state with parents that have made this choice. But parents have to stand up. And if they're not willing, if they're not willing to say, not only is this the law, because you can tell them what the law is, like I'm telling you, they'll they'll ignore it. You got to sue them and take them to court. And I've done it. It's been successful, <laughs> and, and again, if enough parents do that, it'll it'll work. But yeah. if parents are just scared, and when they get the quarantine call from somebody, oh, Johnny can't come to school, and you just acquiesce, yeah. you're giving them that power, even though they don't have it.
1: Hey, hey Tom, I want to do two things. Give me the website, and then I'll, there's something I want to do. Give the website really quickly, and there's something I want to do. The website okay, to the Freedom uh, Initiative.
8: Yeah, it's a, it's called the, the Liberty, Liberty Initiative. In the Liberty Initiative Fund dot com is, is a landing page that people can go to a couple of videos on there. We've got a QR code and a link there that people that want to contribute are not. For- yeah, uh, that not for profit is actually funding Uh-oh. litigation that's going to be filed against the State Board of Education next week.
1: OK. Hey, hey, Thomas DeVore. Happy birthday. Yes, sir. Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Hey, well, hold on. Hold on. I got something for you. Hold on. Good. All right. Give no. me. No. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You. Happy Thank you. Birthday hey. You. Thomas DeVore. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas DeVore, thanks so much for calling into the Sean Thompson show. I know you're busy. I know you and Riley. Riley's probably taking you out partying all up. Uh, don't party too hard, though.
8: I'm headed. I'm headed to Tower Hill on my birthday, John. I'm going to speak to a few hundred people and try to educate them about what you and I just talked about. That's what I'm doing on my birthday.
1: Wow, Thomas Devore, attorney at law. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. All right, you're listening to the Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony, filling in for Sean Thompson. We'll be right back. sean thompson show i'm john anthony filling in for sean i'm host of the radio show black and White radio heard every saturday from one to three hey guess what september eleventh, guess what i got coming up i'm doing a boat show on lake on lake michigan go to five six answer.com yes sean thompson i'm shamelessly plugging my boat show uh deal with it you, you can bring cigars if you if you're going to show up uh, go to five, six, the com. You'll see the link clears day. You'll see my smiley face with a blue black backdrop of Lake Michigan with on the free spirit yacht cruises. Um, you know, yes. Yesterday when I, when I, when I did, when I saw what happened in Afghanistan, one of the first, first faces that came before my, my face was, uh, a guy that I served with in the Illinois general assembly because I know how much he loves his Marines. Um, trust me, if you ever went into his office in in, 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 in Springfield, you see a lot of Marine um, regalia just all over the place. So I, he was one of the first people that I that that whose face came across uh, my mind, and that face was my former seatmate, my former office mate. He serves the Illinois twelfth congressional district, Congressman Mike Boss. Welcome to the Sean Thompson Show.
9: Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yesterday, yeah, this this old jarhead did not have a, a, a good day yesterday. But you know, remember, I was a peacetime Marine. Yeah, I've got a, a, a son who's a lieutenant colonel right now and a reservist then, and I got a grandson who's a lance corporal. Yeah, both of them have served during this these conflicts over the years, um, and I'm going to tell you what we witnessed was the results of. Biden's poor planning 13 american servicemen dead thursday was the deadliest day in decades for the mm. u.s to- troops in afghanistan over 10 years ago since we had a day like that mm. the mission shouldn't determine the end mm. not not the other it should be the other way around yeah and we're we, we are really blowing it now and for in the future everything from leaving the equipment behind uh, which is just unbelievable—the amount of weapons that have been left behind. Uh, what we've done for uh, <laughs> what, what we've done for uh, trying to have our allies, who now don't trust us, yeah. emboldened emboldened the uh, terrorist. Yes. And who in the world puts terror terrorist on the outer border of our perimeter to make the terrorist not come in? Think about that.
1: Congressman, I was just talking with my friend Jonathan T. Gilliam on the air. I, I just interviewed him, and I I I posed the same question. And what right mind would a would, would leaders, but, but, but Congressman, what is happening to one of the greatest militaries? Is is do you Because I believe you serve on the Armed Services um, Committee, no, correct? I, I'm
9: I'm a ranking member for BA. I do not serve on okay. Armed Services, but okay. I work side by side with all the people who do. Yeah. And Let me tell you one thing that. I can tell you, we have a president that is getting on, and we caught him in several lies. Even to the point of him saying that all of his advisors agreed with him. No, we meet with his advisors because they advise us. Wow. They did not agree with him that this is the best way to do it. Then, why in the world did he give up our military airport that would have been so much better and and more equipped to, to him by grain? to handle this and we could have kept the outer borders ourselves. But what the argument was from what we understand is that they said they needed to keep this amount of troops. And then he goes, well, you're only going to keep 600 and they go, well, we can't keep that airport. If you only give us 600, he said, well, that's all you're getting. That's when they said, then our only option is to to fall back to to Kabul and, and Kabul. And, and, and so now um, You know, this is this is just, and 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 now we're, we've got. Was, you know, I mentioned the fact that with the weapons. First off, yeah. Let me tell you that any private in the Marine Corps who had actually even played one game of Risk yeah. would have done a better job of withdrawing the troops. If you, even if you, it, whether you agree or disagree with withdrawing the troops, the first thing you do is is you get your. Uh, your are citizens and those people you want to protect that are not military and get them out. Right. If you if you have people on the ground you need to get out, like those people in Afghanistan that has helped us, get them out. Yeah. Then you roll your your equipment back and you put it on that airstrip and you load it out and you get out with as much equipment as you can, leaving yourself enough weapons to guard your perimeter. So, so congressman, then, so
1: congressman, it's it's not yeah. normal to. To leave behind equipment because I've, I saw a couple of reports saying, "Oh, this is something that we've done uh, a few times in other countries where we've left behind equipment." This is not. This is that. So that that is not because I I've argued that I don't know where that's normal where we leave behind no, equipment, tough. especially if if if, if 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 you leave behind equipment,
9: Marines and well all military personnel that are frontline like that, they have incendiary grenades. You arc and spark. The material. Right. You pile it in a stack and you throw incendiary grenades on it. Why? why? Or, if it, or if it is a, a, a vehicle, you take and put it, put an incendiary grenade on top of the block of the engine because it melts it down where it's of no use to anyone.
1: Wow. Now, what, 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 about, what about this, the Pentagon admitting that the Taliban released thousands of these ISIS-K terrorists from Afghan prisons uh, once the U.S. relinquished yep. control?
9: What, I mean once once they took it over they released that, that's what I said you can't you can't have terrorists try to protect you from terrorists because they all believe in the same idea now right now these are the new improved Taliban really wow you do understand we were bombing them a month ago yeah yeah a month ago yes i have a feeling that they're not really concerned about what's going to happen to our military on the inside sorry
1: wow Now, who set the August 31st deadline? And I I, I got a follow-up question with that. When you look at that... The the president of the United
9: States set the August 1st deadline. Wow. So... You you never tell your enemies when you're getting out. You know, know, Trump gave them a May 1st under certain conditions are May. Correct. And they were making the conditions, and that's why it was uh, that... that, that, uh, (laughs) You got to go- come at it from a position of strength and Joe Biden doesn't show strength.
1: Wow. So when that date comes August 31st, we still have Americans that are in now, Afghanistan, let me, Afghanistan,
9: right? Let me, let me tell you what our people are doing right now. Uh-huh. I'm talking about my, well, first off, so if they, if they don't extend it out, we're, we're coming up on that date and congressional offices, veterans, Humanitarian organizations and others are working right now around the clock. I've got staff working 24 hours a day uh, and, and working from halfway around the world here. The number of people, our office, just Illinois 12, is working on, we're working on 120 cases, which is helping wow. nearly 750 people to try to get out. Wow! We've got several out, uh, but, but there's still many trapped on the outside of the wall that have trouble getting to the airport. The, in the evacuation, as of right now, the numbers are that there's been uh, 110,600 people, including 5,100 Americans removed. There right now is still saying somewhere between 1,000 and 1,500 Americans still that have to be evacuated. But President Biden couldn't even give us those numbers oh up gosh. until a day or two ago. Because he probably doesn't even know. He, he His prob- people don't know. His people don't know. Now, I understand the, the one excuse they have it, well, they have several excuses, but w- when a person comes into a a country, um, they we encourage them to register with the uh, uh, with our embassy. They, but we can't force them to. So we can give the Department of State that, but there should be some kind of abrupt identification. But it took them forever to get it. Yeah, and and remember. We don't even, we, this is what we're thinking is around Kabul. We don't know on out in the other provinces who might be help being held up. However, we're getting calls from, and this is how our office has been handling this. We've been getting calls from friends and or former military personnel who, this, a lot of these people were their interpreters yeah. or worked with them on the ground as informants, and they still have email and phone, text, Comments back and forth. Wow, that's how we're tracking and mapping and trying to locate people.
1: Yeah, if, just tuned in, if you just hold on, hold on, Conor. if you just tune in the show, we're talking to Congressman Mike Boss from the 12th congressional district. Um, Congressman, how many people? Because you you hear these mis. I, this is why I, I wanted to come to the source. People that know the information. You, you're hearing that we, we've evacuated more Af- Afghans than, than Americans. Is that true?
9: Yeah, yeah, we've had. That's why I said. Our our uh, total evacuation has been one hundred and ten thousand six hundred, one hundred and ten thousand six hundred as of today. Five thousand one hundred of those are U- are United States citizens. Okay,
1: okay, I didn't hear that distinction. You've got to be kidding me. No. So no. Uh, August thirty first comes. We're going to have American citizens caught behind enemy lines. What can we do to help? Where's our government? Well,
9: here's here's the here's the problem. My fear is is that a lot of these, and let me tell you, that, that, that when I say that these uh, uh, humanitarian organizations and veterans, veterans that were calling our office, and remember I have uh, one, one of my staff, is a disabled veteran himself, spent time there. He and others have been calling. Their experience has helped us tremendously as working because they have the intel um, that is not as sophisticated as what the state Department could give us and the military could give us, but because of the military having to follow orders, not being able to go outside, these are the people that have been working to get the people out wow now here's the here 's the real concern I have. Now understand this too. We have a hotline for veterans who are feeling lost at this time, and we that has ticked up by eight percent, eight and a half percent since this all started. Of the concerns of people being in depression and are thinking about suicide <sighs> because they feel like you know, If if you know a veteran, tell them they didn't fail. Yes, they did their mission. Amen. Safe for twenty. But what we need to let them know too is is that that, that and we need to let your listeners know is that. These people, with their experience, have now been volunteering their time to get people out. But I'm warning my staff that if Biden holds to that first deadline, that 31st deadline, then what's going to happen is that these people are going to be left to the Taliban, shifting right back into Sri law. And actually, <laughs> because we already know they're being beat on the ground now, Yeah, things happen. Well, what we're what I'm afraid of now is, is those people who have been trying to help them here will be at a loss, but they'll still be getting those messages of exactly how bad it is and how they're losing friends over there that have have been have saved their lives. Now, understand this too: these evacuations, if they are not able to get them vetted to the level that they are. We are not bringing them into the United States. There's other drop places and, until we can get them vetted to make sure we haven't had somebody slip in who would be uh, a known terrorist or on the terrorist watch list. To make sure their papers are right, uh, everything like that. Yeah. So and 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 they're go- going all, all over the world, but they're not. The, they are being vetted. So.
1: Hey, hey Congress Congressman, yeah. is, is there any talk about you know the articles of impeachment coming up? That- is there any things no, of that there's a
9: couple. There's a couple that have brought those up. Now, do I feel like there's dereliction of duty here? Either he has lied to the American people or he has really slipped in his ability to remember. Yeah. Okay? Now, as far as that, I just wish that... I'm not asking for a resignation. I'm right. not a, that, that's all stuff that we have to figure out as we move forward. What I do want to do is say that if he's not willing to do the job of making sure that our people get out safely, then step out of the way and let the people do it if can.
1: Yeah. Congressman Mike Boss from the 12th Congressional District, thanks so much for joining the Sean Thompson Show. I
9: thank you for I, having me on.
1: Thank you so much for fighting for the men and women who serve the greatest country ever. I appreciate you. You know that. They're, they're worth fighting for. Yeah, I got to get down there with you. I promise I'll be down there, all right? All right, buddy. All Look right. forward to seeing you. Cong- all right. Congressman all right. Mike Boss, 12th Congressional District. Hey, you listen to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. Filling in for Sean. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Sean Thompson Show. I'm John Anthony. Filling in for Sean Thompson. Uh, I'm sure he's somewhere enjoying himself, not here in this um, Corrupt and, and and destructive state we call the state of Illinois or, or the People's Republic of Illinois. We can't call it Madaganistan, whatever they whatever that name they used to call it with with um, for speaker uh, Michael Madigan. But, guys, I don't know. You, you, you just heard interviews from both Tom DeVore and Congressman Mike Boss. The one thing that we that 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 connected and united both of those conversations was pit, piss poor leadership. We have no leadership from a from the perspective of Illinois and from the perspective of having somebody who's who's playing president and vice president in D.C. Are you tired yet? I am. Now, get up. You heard them. So if, if, if you get a school and they tell you your kid has to quarantine, you heard what Attorney Thomas DeVore said. Don't just let them quarantine your kid. They, there's a process to it. They, they, they have to follow the process. Don't let them run roughshod over your constitutional rights, or else the Constitution means nothing. Hey. You're listening to John Anthony filling in for Sean Thompson on The Sean Thompson Show. Uh, I'm having a ball. I really enjoy talking with my friend, Congressman Mike Boss. You heard what he's doing. He's doing the Lord's work down there. Uh, Call his office and just say thank you. Uh